Hello and welcome to It's Only a Sequel, your favourite new podcast about your favourite fearful follow-ups. And today I have a very special guest with me. It is UK Scream Princess, Danny Thompson. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I always remember that you like to be called the Scream Princess. Yes. Uh, and so I've never, I've never forgotten. <laughs> whenever I mention, introduce you or mention you, I always... Uh, I always refer to you as the Scream Princess. A few uh, more films, then I can be a queen, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I think... I feel like, what's it called when you make someone into a queen, when they get queened? Is it an inauguration ceremony? I don't know, isn't that... Inauguration ceremony? I don't, I don't know. That doesn't even sound like a real word. It sounds like I've made that up. Well, I feel like there should be a ceremony one day. Like a, cra- like a crowning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> crowning ceremony let's make it a thing one day in a few more we will yeah. we will I like Our covid is over we're allowed like you know people and parties yeah i love it that'll be uh and well like you need to have like it, there needs to be lots of pomp and like cloaks and but like black cloaks and oh yeah of course and like fake blood and i don't know what the crown be made of like thorns or something oh no that was jesus i Some... like that well, yeah, you know, similar. what you need is like you 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 need to look like uh, Angelina Jolie and Maleficent when she like, you know, yeah. when she becomes like the evil queen. That's I've done that shoot. I have done that shoot. There we go. Yeah, so you'll have all the 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 big crap. What's what's it called? The big horny hats and all that. <laughs> I've got the horns. <laughs> <sighs> well, we started off well, haven't we? Um, <laughs> so today we we uh, for people who don't know. Um, the podcast is about uh, I have various guests on and they pick a sequel to talk about from various franchises across the land. Uh, I always feel like sequels, there's like this attitude a lot of the time in horror that like the original of any franchise is the only one worth caring about and everything else is inferior and I, I, I find to be honest that that's rarely true and so I thought this would be a good idea for a podcast is to kind of just take a look at follow-ups to like you know fairly famous horror films um and the first show we did was uh what started the whole thing was um richard fish uh said oh i really want to talk about screen 2 and how good it is you know and i said okay well you know let me have a think you know and i came up with the idea for the podcast based on that um and so that was I think we did the first show in January. So here we are, six months in. You are my sixth guest, I think. Oh. And we're back for Scream 5, a.k.a. Scream 2022, a.k.a. Five Cream. Um, <laughs> you know, so, uh, yeah. I'm... It's like the boy band, number five, when they spelled five with a five five. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah, well, like... Uh, well, I quite liked when it was written Scream, but in the middle of the M was like a big Roman numeral V. And I thought that was pretty good. Um, but then they kind of dropped that. Um, but that that was... Is that a little bit sorry? What? With the Roman numerals, is that a little bit sore? They kept going... um, I, I guess I just, I I, you know, it made sense to me. I uh, to like count past three in Roman numerals because of sore. Because I was like, well, there's the IV and the V and the VI, and I was like, wow. And then I learned to watch Saw in order. Ah, well, see, I I was the same, but with Rocky movies. 
So they taught me uh, Roman numerals when I was when I was young. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's that's a good way to learn them. Educational. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, there's a joke on The Simpsons, I think, where Bart works out which door he needs to go through because he remembers the symbols from the Rocky movies above the doors as well. So. Um, but yeah, so we decided, you, well, you picked uh, Five Cream, um, which was the last, because you said, oh, let's do a Scream sequel. I said, well, we've done two. And you went, okay. And I thought, you'll pick four or maybe three, but you went straight for straight for the jugular. So well, you, you asked me last week, and I literally watched it, I think, the night before for the first time. So it's fresh in my mind. Let's watch it again today. Um and yeah, I mean, it's current. It's the new one. It's the latest one, and it's you know, it's only just released on on Nerd. <coughs> so, you know, why not? Well, yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I've got a lot to say about it, um, and this so this is a good a good forum for that. Um, so what I used to do was I go over the story kind of very quickly. I should say now that there will be spoilers for the film because it's very difficult to talk about the film without spoiling it. I think. Um, so there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Then you can come back and listen to this. Or you can listen to this and not have to watch it or decide <laughs> you do want to watch it. Whichever is your, you know, whichever I is your preference. I watch it because I loved it. I, no, I, I, I really, I do think it's good. Um, but I'll get into why I don't think it's mm. great. Um, and it, why it could have and should have been great. Um, with one one tiny little tweak, um, would have completely made this twice as good. I think. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. Well, I, I've got little X's marked next to the uh, the on my notes, the plot points which lead to something that never materialises. Um, so, um, so uh, scream. Five, Five Cream, Scream 2022, was directed by uh, a team called Radio Silence, who were made up of uh, Matt Alpin and Tyler Gillett. Um, and they directed, most notably so far, uh, a film called Ready or Not, which is very good and made me very excited that they were doing uh, doing a Scream movie. Um, and, uh, yeah. You know, let's well. So let's go into the plot. So the plot evolves around, and j just tell me if I'm wrong, because sometimes I, I'm like, is that the plot? Uh, so, the plot evol revolves around a young girl who's attacked, much like Drew Barrymore was at the beginning of the first film, um, and uh, by someone in a ghost face mask. Uh, we then meet her sister, who we find out has been estranged from her for about five years. And she finds out their sister was attacked by the ghost face killer, but is still alive. So she comes back to Woodsboro um, to uh, to console with her sister, um, taking her boyfriend, Richie, in tow. Um, and uh, while she's there, she meets the girl's friends uh, and realises that basically Ghostface is, is back as he kind of does every 10 years in Woodsboro. Um, and that... Uh, you know that she he's out to get um, her sister, so she assumes for some reason. Um, although we then find out that she in fact left Woodsboro because she found out that she was the uh, illegitimate love child 
of Skeet Ulrich's Billy Loomis from the original film, um, which then puts her in the firing line as she realizes it's all about her. Um, she enlists the help of Dewey, uh, the sheriff from the original, um, and no, the deputy from the original. He didn't become the sheriff till the fourth one. Come on, no use screams. Um, and then, uh, and then they go after the killer, trying to lure the killer out, uh, which results in uh, the the untimely death of Dewey. Um, at which at which point they try to do the smart thing and leave town with her still alive, now attacked twice, sister. Um, they stop off at a house party, which turns out to be the house of Stu Marker, uh, for the other killer from the original. And uh, then the killer is revealed to be uh, the girl from the beginning's best friend and the boyfriend from of the girl, the main girl who came back to town, who set the whole thing up. And then Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell show up and fight a girl in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> and then um, and then uh, the girl killed the girls. I think she's called Samantha. Uh, kills her boyfriend uh, in a fit of rage, at channeling um, her illegitimate uh, father, uh, Billy Loomis, um, and that's that's the show. I mean, there was killing in this. What? There was some good killing in this. Like really good. Yeah, like good. Like they went for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think. I've I've written a couple down. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll we'll skip back and forwards across my notes yeah. here. But um, there's like, one really good one where there's, there's like a scummy ex-boyfriend character in the middle of it, um, and he gets just whack like one quick stab to the neck, and I was like, oh, and it's just like you don't really see that in slasher films, you know, like you know, it's like stab, 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 but he gets like the like so quick you hardly even see it but he just gets a quick whip stab in the neck and it comes straight back out and it's there's something way more brutal about that than there is like you know walking around stabbing people a bit in that like I, 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 I don't know like but that kind of sets the tone I guess for the killings in this because they're all a bit um there are a couple that I'm like would that kill you um yeah yeah and there are some that you're like I mean, one of them I noticed if the effects wasn't great, I was like, mm. uh, Wes, um, the young <laughs> lad at the door, when he gets stabbed kind of like through the neck skin, yeah. and I was like, well, that would hurt, but it wouldn't kill you. Like, no, it hasn't hit really anything, has it? It's gone through. No. Um, that was the one well, I didn't, didn't look great. I mean, why did they stab him straight in the neck? Yeah, like it just, it would have made much more sense. Um, I'll get to that in a bit, but yeah. there's some stuff about that that I don't really understand. So, the killer's motive, I think, is revealed to be that he's killing people who were connected to the original, uh, the original killers, right? Like that's the point. So it's changed, sort of. Because in the trailer they say that directly, but I don't think anyone says it in the film. Um, there is a bit where they no, they talk about. Um, hang on, the killers. So it's the recall thing and like killers, yeah, yeah being um, <laughs> my notes don't make sense. They do, um, but yeah. So they they were either you know not necessarily related, but something to do with the original cast or the original people in Woodsboro, like yeah. 
so your Sydneys and your Gales and your Deweys, but this is not all connected to the original pillars, but I think it's kind of a way, I think, of starting maybe a new take on the franchise, and maybe they'll yeah. know new characters. They've, they've definitely made it so that they can make this Sam the new lead, I think, like the new Sydney. Yeah. Um, I feel, well, they got they got out of the way to mention a lot of weird stuff. So, um, obviously, the sister at the beginning makes sense because she's the sister of the daughter of Billy Loomis. So, there's the connection there. Then they got, they mentioned that the scummy ex-boyfriend, who's the second guy to die, is... Who's that boyfriend is he? I couldn't wait. Uh, he's, um, you know, so, you know, the, the the two twins. Yeah. So, the, uh, the, the, tw- the boy twin, I can't remember his name now. So he's I've written it down. Dad, and he's played by Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. I thought he was, yeah. yeah. I, noticed his, uh, I noticed his name in, on the end credits and I did wonder. Mason. Um, yeah, um, yeah, so his uh, his girlfriend like had like a fling with that like scummy guy in the bar. Her name is Liv. Liv, yeah. Um, who's played by... Uh, What's her name? Sonia Amar. Um, so she had like a um like a like a fling with um this guy and he keeps trying to crack onto her, doesn't he? Um yeah. and like they th- they get kicked out of a bar for fighting and then that's when he gets killed outside. Okay, that um, but then they go out of their way to mention that he's Stu Mocker's nephew. Right. Um and I was like, oh, right, like, that's the second. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to jump back and forward a little bit here. So, like, I was like, that's the second time they've mentioned Stu Macca now. Because right at the beginning, there's the usual screen thing, what's your favourite scary movie and all that stuff. And they go through all that. But the trivia this time, quite nicely, is about the original Stab film. Like, uh, so the questions are, uh, what was the name of the lead? And she's like, uh, Cindy Prescott, Sydney Prescott, you know, all right, cool. Um, I mean, that's not what he says. He's much, he's much more menacing than, oh, cool. Uh, you know, um, and then it, the second question is who played the first, uh, the first victim in the stab movies? And it was Heather Graham, which we saw in Scream 2. And then the third question is, who was the killer in the original stab? And she says, yeah. Billy Loomis, Billy Loomis, I've got you, I've got you, I've got you. And he, he says, wrong, it was a trick question. There were two killers. The other killer was Stu Macker. And I was like, ah, why did they bring that up? That's very well, important. Yeah, I did think just because there were two, but she should have, you know, if she knew one, then she knew, like there were two. Like, I would have, if you'd have asked me those questions, I would have got them all right. But I would have said Billy and Stu. I may not have known. I, well, I guess. So th- there's been a bit of a problem with the Scream franchise, which leads me on to, I guess, my expectation versus reality of this film, is that... They never mention Stu in any of the films, only ever Billy Loomis, all the time. It's always Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis was a psycho. Billy Loomis did this. Billy Loomis's mother came back in the second one. Billy Loomis, you know, like um, every time they mention the original killer, they always say Billy Loomis. They never mention Stu ever. It was. Um, like it, it was. Um, but so that leaves left me open to go, why are they mentioning Stu Macker a lot here? Um now, bear in mind that whilst Billy was shot point blank in the head at the end of the first one, yeah, Stu just got a TV pushed on his head. We've never found out what happened to Stu. Yeah. 
And so suddenly I was like, oh. You're going to come back. And I think they they left, they did that on purpose. They were thinking maybe. And that, that's this film's biggest problem. He should have come back. Is it, that. At the end. And, it's, and it would have saved what is a fine movie mm. and turned it into a great movie because it would also fill in a lot of plot holes um, and it would stop... Honest, the boyfriend, Richie, like, he's obviously Sam's boyfriend. He ha- He's not from there, right? Because yeah. she's five years. She's not been with him in five years. She's He's her, like, college boyfriend. <laughs> So how does he know this other girl? How is that a thing? How does he know? Um... Well, it says they met on Reddit, didn't it? it right. Briefly in the thing. But, I mean, even then. So, yeah. I mean, that brings, that but... brings me... My... Sorry, go on. No, it, Stu would have been... It would have been better if Stu just came out. Well, on. it would make much more sense if these two killers were together and then they're like, oh, no, this guy, and um, you know, enlisted us to do this. And they're like, what guy? And out comes Matthew Lillard, you know, with a couple of scars on his face or something. And he's like, fucking some kind of show's dogs, didn't he? What about if the next one, Scream 6, 6 Cream, what about if he comes back as a killer to avenge his son's death and it turns out that Richie is actually his son? I love it, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'd be up for that. I just, after they brought back Ski Ulrich and de-aged him and stuff as well, I thought, we've got to get Stu. Come on, this is... This yeah. is a sure thing now. It could just have been that Matthew Lillard's busy because I yeah. did actually wanted to have um, Samara Weaving, who was obviously in Ready or Not. She couldn't do it schedule-wise. There were a few people who schedule-wise couldn't do things. So they chopped the change out because obviously I think they started filming before COVID or... Yeah. Yeah, and it all just got a bit... Uh, I just, like... Revealing Stu was the mastermind behind it. It fit, the whole film leads up to that. The whole film is pointing towards it, and then it just, it, and then the end is just basically like a weird replay of it's exactly the, the, same. Of the first film. And I was like, oh, right. Like, I mean that. So let's get let's go let's get into the killers first. So um, we'll talk about what's her name, Amber. Uh, I had to write her name down everywhere because. She, and this is a big problem with Amber, is that she's a nobody character. Like, yeah. basically, she does nothing for the whole film. Do you know how many scenes she's in before it reveals that, um, before they go to the third act with, with, with the, you know, the house party? Three. Really? She's in three scenes yeah. before they go to that final I house party. I think it might be her early on. Uh, well, see, like, she's the only one I never Not suspect. She looks like she would be. <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought, hmm, something about her. Well, and this is this is my problem. I, it, it, Richie's a bigger problem, but so like when they're talking about the killing and stuff, she goes, "Oh, guys, come on, please!" Like that's awful, right? Now, that's fine, but I feel like that's in the original Scream. We meet Billy and Stu early on. We have no idea that they're the killers. But they're like sat like relishing in the murders and the gore. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, was that before or after you sliced and diced and all this? And it's and when you when they reveal the killers, you go, oh, my God, of course they are. Like, you know, and Amber feels like they purposely wrote her to be the opposite Mm. so that we wouldn't like even suspect her. 
but that feels like cheating. Yeah. Um, but the biggest cheat for me is Richie because he point blank says he's never seen any of the stab movies. That's fine because he could be lying. He set this whole thing up. Yeah. However, there are scenes that cut away where he's on his own watching the stab movies and watching stuff about them for research that yeah. you would not do if you were the actual killer. Like you'd go, oh, yeah, I've been researching the stab movies and blah, you know, but you wouldn't literally show them doing that when no one's watching because that's not the the point of being, a, you know, being like pretending you're a normal person when you're a serial killer. And so that feels like the movie lied to me. Do you know what I mean? Like it put that in to throw, to cast doubt on him completely. You know, like this guy's never even seen a stab movie. See, here's him watching all the stab movies that he's never seen before. He says stuff about them a few, a couple of times, and I was like, "Well, he hasn't seen it." And it, it was not long after he said he hadn't seen it, and I was like, "Oh." He, well, he said he was watching it on Netflix in right. one scene, and then there's another scene where he's like sat watching like a YouTube video about it, and he's like, "Oh yeah, people really hate this movie. I've been researching it like crazy, like you know." And I thought, if so you were like. Murder thing, anyway, it'd be like you know. Yeah, like it's just like, and I'm like, I because to be honest, I think the twist of him being the killer is the most interesting part of the film, and it's really the thing that saves the film. Um, is that when he's revealed to be the killer? Because honestly, that scene where they reveal it's Amber feels like they fucking closed their eyes and picked one of her friends to be in on it, like at random. Because it literally at that point could have been any of them and it would have been that would have been fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Richie, that's the big surprise. When he pulls that knife out and stabs and says, I'm glad they didn't kill you because I wanted to be the one to do it. And I thought, no, that's good. That's that's scream. But yeah, with Amber, I feel like if you went into that room where all the friends are arguing and closed your eyes and pointed at any one of them and said, She's the killer or he's the killer, and then they went, Oh yeah, it's a fair cop gov, you know. Yeah. Like you'd go, oh right, yeah, that may, that would work, you know. And it uh, that I think that's the film's biggest problem is that one of the killers feels literally just picked at random, mm. um, and one of them one of them makes sense, but the film purposefully misleads you, like not in a like a not in a smart, clever like Stu and uh, Billy you know, obsessing over gory movies and talking about them and, you know, like, um, and referencing, like, their love of horror films for the entire film. And then it turns out, oh, yeah, turns out they do love horror films too much. Like, instead, it feels like, you know, fuck it, whatever. Like, you know, yeah, it's that guy. And we just said that to throw you off. You know, it's a little bit like the when the village, in the village, where they have, like, a tombstone that says 1803 or something on it. So I was like, oh, right. I thought it might be in the future, but if there's a tombstone that says 1803 on that, like, why would that be there if they were in the future? Oh, they are. You just lied to me by putting that tombstone there, so so I wouldn't realise. 03 was in the past, then someone died in the past. Yeah, no, but they'd built the um, oh. the, the village, hadn't they? They'd built it in the modern world, so really time would still be moving forward for them in, in, in the normal years because it's only the people who um, who first started it who would even know that 1998 or whatever would be a would be like future, you know, 
the modern world. Um, so as long as they just didn't tell anyone, like no one would understand what 1803 was any different to 1998. Um, but I will, you know what I'm like with my tangents, so I'll just go. And... <laughs> um, so that, like, that's my biggest peeve with this film is that, and it, it's good. It's very, very scream. Like, okay. um, but that's also it's like. And I realise that I'm the person that, you know, they're talking about or um, Mindy is talking about when she's saying, you know, about the fans that it's the, it's the film that got them into horror and it's the reason they love horror. And, you know, and I realised that, that was me. I am that fan. Yeah. Um, well, like, I think it was a very seminal horror film for a lot of people. I think it was kind of my second wave, really. Like, so I was really into Halloween films for like, from about 11 till about 16 when I obviously I saw Scream and then that was I remember that being a complete game changer in terms of just how films were made in general you know um which you can see from the Halloween films post Scream where they're all like Kevin Williamson right written by Kevin Williamson and these huge orchestral scores and um you know I'll get into score stuff in a minute because that's actually quite important um to this film um well uh i guess we'll just go through the note i mean that's that's my big my big chops here is that one the whole film points towards stumacher being the, the at least one of the killers um not to mention that um when dewey's killed in the hospital it's definitely not richie so which means it has to be amber so how is the killer twice the size of Dewey like um but then when she takes her mask off she's shorter than Nev Campbell yeah like so I'm like you know that's weird like that's a huge plot hole which leads me to believe that should have been Matthew Lillard yeah um so yeah apart from that and like I say the Richie stuff like everything else in it I think really works um and it's fun I mean I feel like if you're watching a film that's called Scream 5, a.k.a. 5 Cream, a.k.a. Scream 2022, um, you know, how serious do you want it to be? You know, Do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's like going to see Saw 6 or whatever and going, oh, well, this better be, this better be rock solid, you know, taken seriously or I'm, I'm going to be peeved, you know. Um, so I expect a certain amount of cheesiness, you know. Yeah. Um, first one was it I think it definitely kind of follows the same kind of pattern as the first because the first one is you know it's silly but it's good I mean this one I think for me (laughs) it was all going well until um until Amber gets shot catches fire so she should be dead and then she comes running through with her face all melted. And I was like, that completely took me out of the scream zone. Oh, God, I see. Uh, when she set on fire, I was like. I mean, I love fire, but, you know. That's I, a bit more like it. I like that because I feel like sometimes the scream movies kind of like wimp out a little bit at those last moments. But I liked the fire. It yeah. Was- where like you know you, th- you assume she's dead when they go in the next room and then she comes running in and she's melted which you know you don't really you're not gonna you're not gonna at that <coughs> stage of like being burnt you're not running 
anywhere. Yeah, you know? I think what took me, yeah, what took me out of the film at that bit was because uh, the sister uh, is it Tara, who's the girl who gets stabbed up at the beginning. Yeah, she shoots her because um, she was her best friend. Yeah, she shoots her. So it feel it one, it feels like it's there to give her something to do at the end of the film because she's been absent for you know 10 minutes or whatever um and then um also she then goes i still prefer the babadook but then i thought (laughs) no one in this room was privy to that original conversation that you had at the beginning of the film on your own that was a because we established it wasn't amber she was talking to it was richie richie's been dead for minutes now so who the fuck is she saying that to? Like, I was like, no one knows what you're talking about. I did like how they mentioned quite a few of the newer horror films, like so the Babadook, Head, Head Hereditary, um, The Witch. It follows. Uh, I love it. Follows. So. Uh, I like I like it up till I, I'm. I'll, I'll honestly don't get me started on it because I'll just fucking can't go on for hours. But I like it up to like the last fifteen minutes, and then I feel like it undoes all of its good work a little bit. Um, but I've got a that's that's a little bit of my kind of modern. Okay. It's a bit of a modern horror problem that I have. Um, so yeah. Um, but I mean, generally, I like all the cast. Um, there are some weird moments in it that do make me go like, like, what the fuck? Like, well, like um, Dewey goes back. What? When Dewey goes back, that made me go. Like, yeah. Hey. Number one. Like, also, that's not how lifts work. You know, like, he goes, I'm going back, and then the lift doors start to close, and they're like, do we know? But I think, just put your foot in the door. Yeah. Like, that's how lifts work. You put your foot in the door, and it won't close. Like, yeah. but they just stand there and watch him go. What annoyed me before that is, like, whatever they did to the killer, I can't remember, did they shoot him or whatever they did? But then he's there on the floor, or she, or whatever. They don't <laughs> take the mask off and check who it is. And they yeah. walk off. Like, this is a screen movie. Dewey's been through four of them. You yeah. know you need to shoot them properly. Like, I know he goes back to do so, but it's like, take the mask off. Like, you know if you walk off, the killer's going to come back. It scream. Yeah, I, I mean, like, if you're sensible, you go, just you put, would... your foot, put your foot in the door of the lift there for a second while I go and shoot this guy. If he gets up, like, which he probably will, because this is a screen movie, like, I'm going to bolt back for the elevator, so just be ready to, fuck, you know, like, that's... That's what you do. And it's weird because this film makes a huge deal halfway, well, towards the the last act of like, no, in these movies, no one ever runs away. Well, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to run away. So it's trying to say like, oh, let's do the, you know, let's make the smart move. Let's get out of town. But at the same time, it allows its characters to do stupid shit like that. And it fights against its own premise. Do you think as well? A little clue, as it could have been Richie, is when he goes to get the beer, which is what Stu actually goes to do, but he wasn't going oh, to. I didn't think about that. Remember, Stu goes down on his own, yeah. and he's a killer, so he's not scared. But Richie says, I'll be right back, which is obviously, again, what you don't say. But he goes down to the basement on his own anyway. Obviously, he's not scared because he's the killer. And it's again, it's a mirroring of, of that Stu moment. Yeah, um, I, I, I guess I didn't really consider that. Um, but at that point, he was the last person. Like, I, I literally was like, it can't be him because they've shown us him, like, doing other stuff. Like, you know, he's... But there was always two, wasn't there? 
See, I, I like at first I thought it's gonna be the boyfriend, and then by halfway through the film, I was like, there's no possible way it can be him. That just can't make any sense. Like, um, and then it was him. <laughs> um, this film also commits like a huge like cardinal sin that I really hate in modern horror films. Um, so Sam, uh, Samantha, the main girl, is called Sam Carpenter. Yes. Um, which really, uh, um, and obviously there's the character Wes, which I know this film was made kind of for Wes, you know, which they say at the end, which is really nice. But I really hate modern horror films because they do this all the time. They go, right, so like we're going to have like Johnny Craven and uh, Sammy Carpenter and, uh, you know, Tim Raimi and like and all this. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, we know what you're doing and it's not funny. Like, and it's not clever. Just come up with fucking proper names. Like, you know. Um, they do it to be funny and clever or are they trying to do it as like a little homage? Cause yeah, well, I think, I th- but I think the problem is after Scream, after Scream 1, people used to do it all the time until it's become like so awfully like cliche that to do it in like Scream 5, like, is, like which is like 25 years later, is almost like like shows no self-awareness whatsoever or too much self-awareness maybe i don't know um but yeah so that that knock always knocks me a little bit when they do that when they name characters ever since scream every horror film used to do it like you know like name characters after famous horror directors and stuff and i just i've done anything i'm gonna i'm gonna have an mj dixon in my like you better (laughs) i'm going to you better have i mean i like i Listen, I'm I'm guilty of it. Like, all, like loads of all the characters in Thorn are named after like um, famous scream queens and stuff, you know, like um, and things like that. Um, but I try to be a little bit less on the nose about it than like, you know, oh, this is this is this is my friend Jim Carpenter and uh, you know Ted Craven here and you know like I try you try to be less obvious than that, I guess. But you know, but you better. I I'm expecting that now. I'm going uh, to. Um, Anna, Anna wrote. Anna was writing. We uh, Anna wrote a story for a book that came out recently, and she had a character in it called. Um, I think originally it was called N.J. Nixon, uh, and he was an irate arsehole film director. And I was like, I think people will know. I think people will know who, who you're referring to. There. It was. Um, but yeah. Uh, you're nice on set. You're very calm. Thank you. I, I, I rate before or afterwards, but I find you very easy to work with. Oh, and and you, you know, I no, yeah, I I think uh, it's more of a joke that people uh, <laughs> act like I'm difficult rather than than factual. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, I like the introduction to the teens, but it does set up very very early on, which the original film didn't do, is the idea that everyone's a suspect, like. Yeah. Um, but I do, I mean, that's the film's whole marketing gimmick is one of these people is the killer. Like Basically, apart from Gail Weathers, Sidney Prescott and Dewey, because, you know, they can't be. They're like, I, I mean, mean, I would never be opposed to it being Sidney Prescott. Like, you know, if she just went, fuck this, like, yeah. I'm just going to start killing people. This is too much for me. You know, like, because um, I, I always quite like the idea of... Um, they did a comic book about it, but I think it was based on like a lost Halloween script um, that Michael Myers returns to Haddonfield. Um, and at the end of the third issue of this comic, 
it's revealed to actually be Laurie Strode, aka Jamie Lee Curtis, who's gone like completely insane from having to keep fighting this guy over the years, you know. Um, and so she's kind of donned the mask herself and like she's just cracked. And I thought, ah, you know, I'd quite like that. But I, I mean, that's a slightly deeper film than I think Scream wants to go into. Um, so uh, what have I got here? Yeah, we mentioned the quick stab to the neck for the scummy ex-boyfriend. I like that kill. That was good. Um, it's the beginning. Is like the phone. Yeah. So, who the hell has a house phone, a landline these days? Uh, my mother-in-law is the only person I know with a landline. Like really, I mean, actually, my mum does, but generally, no one has a landline. But I love that it kept, you know, same as the original, where they have the phone rings and she goes, "What's phone?" It's a girl at home alone. She gets the quiz on the horror films. And I love that it was just like a massive, just, it was just a homage, wasn't it? It was like, you know, it wasn't really giving you anything new, but it, but then it also, it kind of was, but also from that scene, after the first, it wasn't a killing. It was, you know, the attack and she lived, but then it goes straight to a scene at the school, which is exactly what happened in the first one. But the first one, obviously there was a killing in it. It was um, Casey and Steve. And then they go to like this group of, kids at the school they're talking about the murder and they've even gone so far as Tatum and Stu in the first one are sat there eating grapes and in this one they have Wes and Amber sat there eating grapes while they're having a chat about the so there's so many things in uh-huh. like what I was saying later where like you know the guy goes down the stairs on his own but he's actually the killer so many other things are the same, but they don't feel like that because it's been maybe a while. Yeah. And little, little things that you won't notice. So. I like that. That's good. I like, I like little touches like that, though. Um, I, this is I like, uh, okay. I've written here, red red right hand, because scream. Uh, oh. Red right hand, the song red right hand is in like oh. every, every scream movie. Uh, <laughs> like, and it's playing on the radio, I think, when the... Um, when the guy's car turns on, you know, and he's like, who's inside my car or whatever. Um, and I was like, yo, of course it's that song. You know, you can't have a fucking scream film without that, can you? Um, but the music in general, uh, like, so like when Dewey got killed, because I thought we've been here before, Dewey's been stabbed a load of times, you know. But the I- reason I knew he was dead is because there's like a certain kind of music that plays when it's the actual death of a character in a scream movie. I I honestly, it's the saddest film for me. I oh, yeah. I not at all. Apart from when just... I was like, well, that was dumb. Well, I mean, the second he walks away from the lift, you know he's he's dead. Well, I thought something, which I thought that would be a moment Sydney turned up or, so, or, you know, but then I think to have her turn up where she's far away, unless either him or Gail had either been hurt or killed. There's nothing, you know, it had to be a high stakes to bring her back. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So, so unless something, I mean, it could have just been an injury. She'd have probably come back if he's in hospital. But I was like, yeah, to get her back, they had to do something because obviously she's got a family now. She was not. Yeah. Um, which is, again, another very good reason for her to put that mask on and just like start yeah. you know, people. Why yeah. she just starts to kill six cream? Yeah. Uh, people people start getting killed who like show an extreme interest in the stab movies, and it turns out it's Sydney trying to preemptively protect her family. Yeah. There we go. There's your story right there. 
they're unmasking it's Sydney and she's like all, all these guys were like on a forum and they're all obsessed with screen movies and so it's only a matter of time before one of them becomes a killer so I thought I'd get in there first yeah. you know hey there we go and then the, the other one pulls the mask off and it's Gail Weathers you know yeah oh. uh, do you notice as well you know like the I you know iconic girl in the shower feel, scene in a movie um and then they die first like they yeah but it's a guy, so time was a I did notice that. Yeah. Um, but he what like he's not overly buff either, which is usually the way they go. They you know like, but I mean he's well you know he's well toned and that. But I, I thought usually if this is a guy in a film, he's like you know he, 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 you'd expect it to be uh, I can't remember his name the the twin. Yeah. Um, yeah. But instead it's uh but it's instead it's like the kind of like the dweeby guy I you know. Wes first. You think Wes would be the survivor if they were, you know, named character? Yeah. Um. So that's the other, like, so. Uh, what's the connection with Sheriff Judy? Uh. She seems to, because she she was only introduced in the fourth film. She was in the fourth film. Um. Wasn't meant. And, to, she was meant to die in the fourth film, actually. She was originally meant to be killed, and then they didn't because. Something. Well, it just seems like they ran out of time to do anything with like so many characters. Yeah, so they just didn't in the fourth films, and then they brought her through to this one. Um, but all the all the killings at that point are connected to the original. All, all the attacks are connected to the original killers. Well, like yeah, I don't know. Sheriff Judy has nothing to do with any of that. Well, I think the kid is in the group of friends with. Yeah, but like the so the twins are like Randy's niece and nephew. Yeah. Uh, the the scummy boyfriend is Stu's nephew. Yeah. Um, obviously Jenna Ortega is um the sister of Billy's daughter. Um, so they're all connected, but Judy and Wes have nothing to do with any of it. Like. Yeah. But does Liv get killed as well? I can't remember. Does she? Uh, yes, but so. She went. She, she won. She seems to be like an outcast oh, from the group anyway. They were saying um, Wes has a crush on Tara, who is the sister of, and then obviously Judy's his mum. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't understand. Like that's that's the one that sticks out to me. It feels like they killed Judy and her son because like they're scream characters, but it doesn't fit with like the motive of like it's all this is connected to the original movie you know like yeah i don't know if that is less i don't know if that's what they were thinking i think they were thinking it's like the group of friends and uh, yeah maybe i mean uh, it's right. the, 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 the trailer really pushes it as that's like the motive but i can't really remember that being brought up in the film maybe i, I can't you know like that all the all the killings are connected to um the original killers but there's a literal well, line in the trailer that says it killer he was killed so the niece and nephew are of a victim, not of... Oh, right. yeah, I see what you mean. Of um, um, a victim. Oh, that bit where she's on the sofa as well, where, um, you know, I'm literally yelling, like, tell you, like, turn around. Like, she's watching, basically, the stab yeah. version of, obviously, Randy's actual death. And remember yeah. Randy's death and being like, turn around, he's behind you. And I really like that, because that's the first time we've had, like, a new scene from stab in, like... 25 you well yeah 20 odd years like um you know because you get like throughout the screen there's like little sprinklings of scenes from stab and i was like oh yes like a new stab scene thank you yeah. you know uh, can you remember what you screamed being like they're behind you yeah 
Uh, yeah, I thought that bit was really clever. And like, I feel like that's you would do that, you know, if you're like in the midst of that and you're watching that bit in a movie, you would be like, I'll, I will actually just, you know, so I did quite like that. Yeah, uh, I really like that. Um, but yeah, d- like Dewey's death is really sad. Um, I was devastated. And like, I, I don't feel like for the for the ending we got, I don't quite feel like it was worth it. Like if it had been the ending I'm talking about, I think I would have, the sacrifice of Dewey would have, you know, it would have meant a lot more as well if you found out it was Stu in the costume at that moment as well. You know, you go, bloody hell. Like he, you know, he, he got him. Like um, that would have, that would have felt bigger, I think. Um, You know, so it's, I'm sad because Dewey's my favourite character from Scream. Yeah, I mean, I was sad as well though that like he's living in a trailer and he's not the sheriff anymore and he's turned Courtney yeah. Cox. Well, he left because he couldn't hack New York, but um, but it's sad like they've you know they got divorced in real life and they're, they're divorced in Scream. I, I I did think that must have one that must have been a very strange scene to shoot because they're divorced in real life but and that felt like them channeling that as well yeah. in that scene. Yeah, I mean, I know they've both like moved on and they. They raise their child, don't they? So they and they seem yeah. to still must have, you know. <laughs> but also, it seemed a bit like of a fuck you to give those two a scene together, which must have been one quite awkward anyway, and two like it's just a bit, a bit too sad. Like for if you followed those characters, and then also <laughs> like we never got a scene between Dewey and Sydney for the last time, and that's that. I think that's worse. Right. Like. Home, wasn't it there was no yeah yeah like that that just it like and that that to be honest at, at that moment that felt like she uh nev campbell ain't coming back like th- that this was her scene in the film and yeah, yeah you know yeah i don't know if she'll come back for the next one but do you think though that they had to kill one of them because yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i would have preferred it was courtney cox film, can they i mean who died in the last one there wasn't any main characters in the last one that died um i'm trying to think yeah, the last main they killed was Cotton in Scream 3. Cotton Weary? Yeah. Yeah, but then so last time last time was different, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, no, they didn't kill any main, so she was the niece, but it was like a different cast. Yeah. But, but they, these three people can't just keep living when, like, you know... They've yeah, been... I, I think if you're going to get rid of anyone, like, the, 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 the pecking order for who the better characters are... Dewey... Campbell, Courtney Cox, like yeah. at the bottom. She is. I, I'd I'd put Cotton above Courtney Cox to be honest, but you know, um, he's gone. I like, I like her as Gail Weathers, but I, she wasn't like bitchy Gail Weathers this time. She's mellowed. I oh, and I did prefer that because, like, let's be honest, like seeing the same fucking like character arc for Gail Weathers in every single film so far yeah. has been tiring. And I, that was when she showed up. I thought. I can't go through. Gail's a selfish dickhead, and by the end of the film, she realizes the error of her own ways. Uh, yeah. You know, and I thought I just can't. This time she didn't start out like that, but I did like that little comment about um, if she ever or never getting bangs again. Um. <laughs> For a, yeah, I love. I mean, her Scream Three haircut is something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She looks like she's going to like. Um, what's it it looks- 
it is like a bad wig, doesn't it? It's like a joke. Wig. Yeah, it, it looks like she's going to like um, you know, like a nineties like uh, what are they called like a Burning Man festival or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like that kind of haircut. It's like she tried for a Betty Page, but it didn't quite. Go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be at the time, it it wasn't very not because everyone had the hair like that. But I did. Like, um, <laughs> but I think. Uh, you know, well, like you know, um, it, it was it was a style at the time, but yeah. like it was bad, wasn't it? Yeah, it's... but I th- yeah, I think I think outside of Hollywood, people had that hairstyle, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't think, I think it hasn't lived very well because that was like a mainstream movie that someone had it in, you know, and it's, uh, um, so where what what have we got to, um, so. Uh, there are a couple of little nods. So you were saying about the grapes. Yeah. Um, but there is a so there's a bit in the hospital where the two killers are in the same room and they both accuse each other of being the killer. And I, the second time round, I really liked that. I was like, oh, that's quite good. Like, how do we know you're not the killer? Who the fuck are you? I, I don't know you. Maybe you're the killer. Yeah. Like, and I was like, but they are the killers. Like, yeah. Yeah. so I quite like that. Um, I've written here ghost face behind the door as usual uh, because there's always the scene where someone's like well why don't you come and get me and there's like well I will because I'm behind the fucking door here you know so don't have closed door I don't have open doors always check yeah 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 like honestly if if this was me I'd just go and stand in a field somewhere with like a big long stick yeah. just because you'd see him coming because he's got a big white face so you'd just be like right yeah you know, and that's how you'd survive because, like a cross stick with loads of blades, and you could just keep. Spinning. Oh yeah, yeah, that's perfect. You know, like um, like a, like a tire iron with some um, uh, broomsticks tied yeah. to it, and so then like, some kitchen knives tied to the end of those, and you can just go every way and yeah. get out space no matter. Say I'd survive a screen movie, no problem. Um, although I wouldn't get the questions wrong at the beginning because I'm really like. Exactly. You know, picky about shit like that. So I'd be like, actually, technically, I think you'll find, uh, you know. I've done a quiz for you now. Uh, so I wouldn't have got that Stu Mucker question wrong. Um, I think I'm, I'm, hang on. As we do this, you carry on. I'm going to see if I can find a screen quiz and I'm going to quiz you. Oh, right, all right, all right. Cool. Done. And I'll just have a little search on my laptop. Um, so, well, okay, I'll, I'll carry um, So, uh, yeah, Sam is Billy, uh, Billy Loomis's daughter. Um, although that is like the hokiest reveal in the film, it's like that's what I want to know. Yeah, like um, me and me and Anna were like, I was like, who 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 have we not seen again since Scream One? Whose daughter gets stabbed, attacked, and then you're not on the next flight straight away? You're not like, oh, she's stuck in somewhere. Well, also also like so, there's a couple of like so it does take away Billy's kind of because Billy's obsession with Niv Campbell in the first one it does yeah. kind of take that away a little bit I think well he was obviously obsessed with it because the mother was yeah but he he genuinely seemed to like to be like into her at the same time as well like because he was going out with her when the mother thing happened wasn't he so like I don't know it just seems weird that like because like I think he I, it always came off that Billy was partially like obsessed with Neve Campbell sexually as well, you know, like yeah. so it seems weird that he had like a separate girlfriend. Um, there was there's the girl. Do you remember in the first film there's the two girls slagging Neve Campbell off in the bat- bathroom? Yeah. And leading up to the film, 
one of them has been doing a lot of convention appearances, one of the girls from the bathroom. And I thought, oh, is it because she's going to be revealed to be the mother? But then they didn't do that. And I thought, oh, that would have been good. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, the, the reveal that Sam is Billy's daughter is a little bit like, um, like hokey, I, I'd call it, you know, like a little bit like, I don't know, it feels almost almost funny when it shouldn't be. But I do like uh, General Ortega's reaction to it, which is like, get the fuck out. Like, yeah, and I, I was like, oh, that, that feels like a human reaction to this nonsense, you know. Um, Dewey calls it calls the guy out straight away when he meets him. I really like that. Uh, when they sit down and he goes, how long have you known your boyfriend for? And she's like, ages, why? And he's like, uh, like, has he ever question? Uh, you know, has he ever asked you about the stab movies or your connection to Billy Loomis? And straight away, I was like, oh, Dewey knows. He's got he's he's got it figured out. You know, straight away. And I like that. Um, Randy's sister returns from Scream Three. Um, it's the girl from Welcome to the Dollhouse. I haven't seen that. Um, like I think back in the nineties, she was pegged as going to be like a huge actress and then it just never really happened um so it was nice to see her in something again um stab eight or state as everyone calls it uh everyone hates it i like that i like like that feels that felt really authentic like that everyone hated the latest stab movie and like i felt i thought i can just completely relate to that like i feel like i see that all day every day about every horror film that comes out, you know, like, um, and I like the introduction of the term requel, which like, you know, has been like a, a term we've used around here for years. And, but like to have it kind of, I guess, become like an official term, like via screen movies kind of feels quite nice, you know? Yeah. Um, I like how they, like, yeah, there was a lot of like talk, filmy talk in this, wasn't there, about films? Yeah. Um, I like uh, the angle of the legacy sequel, although I don't think this film falls into that because they've all been legacy sequels, really. Like because they've maintained the same cast throughout. Yeah. Like whilst like films like Halloween, uh, Friday Thirteenth, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, basically had interchangeable casts as they went on. Um, but Scream's kind of like. The exception to that like they've kept the same kind of high profile cast the whole time um it'll be interesting to see how it works losing david arquette i think uh going forward because like that's a i feel like guaranteed the massive character star, you know like like oh there's a screen movie coming out how good can that be well david arquette's in it again so you know it's gonna be okay Mm. Um, but I I don't feel the same about uh, Courtney Cox and Neve Campbell's ability to choose projects. You know, like right. I mean, we all saw is it what's it called Skyscraper with Neve Campbell, where she played the rocks, the rocks wife, and you go, mm, well, she maybe she's not very good at choosing projects. You know, so um, I really like I wrote this down uh, the kitchen the cupboard door kitchen door gag where he keeps opening doors and then there's nothing behind it 
and it goes on and on and on. Uh, Wes in the house. Oh right. Uh, and he like he, he comes in, he opens the door, and the music builds, and then he closes it. Nothing, you know. And then he goes to the fridge, opens the door, and the music builds even more. And you're like, oh, <laughs> and they cut nothing, and it just builds like that. And it, I really like that. That was very good. Um, you know, it's like a nice little kind of like, not really a subversion, but like a, a play. Like yeah, yeah. It it was like a good kind of like playing with your expectation of that horror trope. I think. Um, I got some Okay. Where does Casey's father tell her mother to go? The Barrymore's house, the Richards' house, the Mackenzie's house, or the Prescott's house? The Mackenzie's, I think. You are correct. That I mean, this this is this is uh, probably a little bit deeper than uh, than I'd expect for uh, that. That was that's well, quite tried, a tough one. I've got a list of questions, but some of them are too easy, so I'm just. Scrolling. No, only give me the easy ones. <laughs> Hang on, I've got, I've only got a few. Don't worry, um, I don't know the answer to this one myself. Oh, the last one either. Which horror film veteran makes a cameo appearance in Scream? Do you want me to give you the answers? Oh yeah, please. Okay, Shelley Duvall, Linda Blair, Sissy Spasek, or Mia Farrow. In the original screen. That's what it says here. A cameo appearance in the screen. When we get when you get the answer right, I'll I'll have some more info, but I don't know which one to click on yet. Uh well, I don't know, is it me or Farrell? Let's have a look. No. Um, <laughs> it's Linda Blair. She's one of the reporters outside the school. Oh man, I'd never noticed that before. I either okay and i've got one more for you or oh, maybe two when Stu and randy are talking at the video shop which movie does randy help a customer find the howling yeah too easy for you i've got one more then um what movie is playing on the tv at Stu's house party halloween correct they were the yeah that i I had no idea Linda Blair was in it, but she's not credited, right? So, like, I've never heard that before. I I didn't have a clue. I didn't know. Yeah. I'd, well, I, I thought I thought maybe it's like someone in, you know, like there's like a. But no, that's not even that film. It's a different one. I thought maybe like it's on the video for Sydney's mother or something. Like, you know, maybe she played her from afar or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a rewatch screen one. I do. Oh, well, three out of three out of four ain't bad. That's not bad. I haven't oh. watched it while actually. I, to, weirdly, if I'm doing a screen marathon, quite often I won't watch Scream One. I'll watch Scary Movie One in its place because it's basically exactly the same film, like even dialogue-wise. But it's just a bit funnier, you know. So like, um, and then that means I can also watch the um, Still Know What You Did Last Summer sequels um, because it's also that movie as well mixed into it. So I'm not a fan of Scary Movie, you know. No. Uh, first, the first one, I kind of was like, yeah, okay, it's clever, and it has got all of those films in. But then I just sort of got lost with them, and then it got to the point where half the time I hadn't seen half of the films that were in. What yeah, I think as they go on, they're less funny. Um, but yeah. the first, the, I think the first, the second one gets a really bad rap 
and it's actually very good. Um, like, you know, from a modern perspective, I watched it quite recently um, because someone said it's actually really good, but it's just not as good as the first one. And so it's remembered as being quite bad. And I thought, well, OK. So I went back in and I thought it is good. There's a lot of good stuff in it. And it but it, it was just completely clouded by the success of the original, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, it's worth a second. But I mean, they're just goofy films. I, I mean, I prefer Shriek if you know what I did last Friday the 13th. Um, that film? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. um, and it's basically like um, a lower budget, better version of Scary Movie. Um, and it stars Darla from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, and uh, what's he called? The guy humps the couch from Deadman on Campus. I can't remember his name. And uh, Jonathan from Buffy as well, isn't he? Um, oh, what's his name? Um, um, I can't remember the actor. There's dark hair, guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy, he's got his own episode in like season four uh, where he's like a secret agent or something. I, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, he's he's in it as well. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's um, and I think Randy Quaid's in it as well, um, which is weird. Richie is played by Meg Ryan and Dennis Craig's son. Yeah. First scream, they they do actually mention Meg Ryan or Sydney gets asked who would play in a movie and she says Meg Ryan. Oh, that's good. I like that. Um, yeah, I had no idea he was Dennis Quaid. So he was on um, Red Letter Media's. Um, they did, Red Letter Media do like a crappy movies, uh, Best of the Worst, it's called, where they watch like crap movies and. Uh, thing. And they had Jack Quaid on as a guest, which is weird because it's like a tiny little mm. show in like, out, you know, out in the sticks of America somewhere. But they had Jack Quaid on and they mentioned he was Dennis Quaid's son. And I was like, what? Like, they also mentioned he was the killer in Scream 5. And I was like, fuck, I'm glad I've seen it. You know, oh, wow. <laughs> that was like their reveal for him. And the guy who's the killer in Scream 5, and he just looked like really awkward. You know, like, uh, we, I don't yeah, think we're supposed to say that. Um, But yeah. Um, what was I talking about? I can't remember. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I yeah. I don't. I haven't. I haven't watched Scream One recently as much as I've. Although I've probably seen it the most out of all of them. I think um, two the least. You like two the least? No, I've seen. You've seen two the least. Yeah. That's my. That's one hundred percent my favourite one in the franchise. Is it? Is three the one no one likes? I quite like yeah. three. Uh, I mean, three's it's fine, it's good, it's fun. It reminds me a lot of what we were talking about the other day. Um, what film we did? Well, Urban Legends, That's, Final yeah. Cut. Similarities between that and Scream. Yeah, I, I guess so. I think the problem with Scream Three is that it could have done a lot of fun stuff. You know what I'm saying about about the scenes from Stab movies? Mm. Like, there's not one in that film. Really. And, like that's like a real shame i would have loved to have seen like more like fake scenes from stab 2 and stuff like that you know what i mean um yeah. but you just don't get them like scream 2 is like littered with them like you know scenes with tori spelling and uh is it um luke wilson playing yeah. uh, loomis you know and it's just I, like i would have loved to have seen like also dave they mentioned david schwimmer plays randy in the second one and then they cast someone else in the third one. And I thought that would have been fucking great to have David Schwimmer like yeah. on the same set for a bit. Not like he's doing much. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is the year 2000, but 
you know, like him and Courtney Cox could have just got together for a couple of days and done some scenes or whatever. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. But um, yeah, Scream 2 is definitely my favourite. And this is probably my f- fourth favourite in the franchise, which is uh, which is probably not. I mean, it's better than Scream 3. And I, I guess that's a good bar to be above. Scream 3 is not a bad film. Um, so that's okay. Um, but I prefer the second one, then the fourth one, then the first one. I think. Um, I am one. I don't, my one, four, five, two, three. Oh wow! Bloody hell. Um, I, the thing about four is that the end reveal of the killer and the subversion of, like, you know, like the um the idea that that you know like the cutting themselves up thing yeah like I, that just sells the whole thing for me i think that's amazing um there's a there's another bit i need to mention well there's a couple actually so um they end up at this is a big reveal this is another big x against why i'm like hang on how is the, how is the end and not revealed to be stew because they end up at Stu Macca's old house. It's like a huge twist in the film. And that's the thing. That's why I'm wondering if the next... Well, yeah, next... Yeah, he could be her parent, you know? Yeah, I, I, it's just... I mean, she mentions that um, she found out when they moved in that it was like Stu, this old serial killer's house, and so she became obsessed with it. And then that, that felt like it took some agency out of the whole thing as well. Because then, But also... Uh, General Ortega and Samantha ending up at this at that this house takes a whole lot of coincidence. Yeah. Like, so she loses her inhaler and she goes, "Oh, my friend's got one. We'll just have to stop there." And then he goes, "No, no, 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 no. We'll go." And all he had to do was go, "Okay, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, we shouldn't." Then that took away from you thinking it's because you think he well he'd want to take them there. Yeah. So again, why- that feels like a he is the only one who's got an inhaler. Like he wouldn't know that. Yeah. Like um, and also like that's not how inhalers work. Like uh, like they'd be able to stop off for the pharmacy and get um an inhaler. Description. I mean, I mean, if you've got an inhaler, you'll have like a you'll have like a repeat. You know what I mean? Like so, you'd be able to go into a pharmacy and get another inhaler. Yeah, I mean, like I'm. I need one. I'm gonna die if I have one. Yeah, own. I suppose. But even then, that feels weird. That like it works out that the only one she's got is at a friend's house. Yeah. Um, that seems strange. Um, the big, the big, the big stupid thing that one that I, I find unforgivable is um. So you've got uh, I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, Cuba Gooden's son. Um is with his girlfriend and they're making out on the couch and she goes, do you want to take this upstairs? And he goes, actually, no, thank you. I'm like 99% sure you're not the killer, but there's 1% that makes me think you might be. So, and she's like really fucked off and she storms out. She's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. And she goes out the back and then she sends him a text message that says like, track my, and he he checks it. And she's like out in the fucking dark at the back of the house. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'll go and I'll follow this. This is fun. And I'm like, hang on a second. You were smart enough to not go upstairs and have sex with her a minute ago, but you're not smart enough to follow a, 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 a random app into yeah, 
to no, the dog. In my head, I thought he should have said no, because if they're, they are talking about film and the rules a lot, the notion of virgins don't die. Yeah. So, you know, if he had sex with her, then he would get killed. So, you know. Uh, yeah, I just, he's, he's like, he's incredibly smart one minute and then incredibly stupid the next. And like, it's just bad writing. And it just, that bothered me loads. I just thought that's fucking so stupid. Um, I mean, not enough to spoil the film because it's goofy, you know, but, um, you know, it just, uh, it's just daft. Um, yeah, there was a lot of daft in this one. Uh, there's a couple of other bits well actually so there's an, uh, the other twin she's a good character I did like her and there's a bit where they go down into the basement and uh, Amber says to her how do you know I'm not the killer and like, she says yeah. because I am and I was like oh I got chills gonna stop her and then she's like I'm not <clears throat> and then she's actually I'm not and I was like oh, but that was a way better reveal than the one we actually got yeah like, if they'd gone with that and she'd gone, because I am, I'd have been... And to be honest, if the killers had been the twins, that would have been fucking great. Yeah, because they're Randy's niece and nephew. Yeah. And uncle's death. I know they wouldn't have been born when he died, but their mum could have talked about it. And Yeah. You know, they could have been like, oh, we yeah, we inherited his obsession with horror films. You know, like, um, you know, Randy should have been the kid. Randy should have been the killer the first time round, and that would have made our family famous. But instead, no, it had to be the, you know, like, you know, that, it's like a nonsense motive. But it, it, you know, it would make sense to yeah. two people who'd gone insane enough to. And the two killers, but it's that they're connected. And yeah, that see, that would have made more sense. Yeah, then it would be like that. You're the descendants of one of the first victims, rather than, you know. And, like, he didn't want to go upstairs with his girlfriend because he was like, oh, if I get you alone, basically I would have had to kill you. And, like, I, I, I didn't really want to. Do you know what I mean? Like, because uh, that's how it works, isn't it? Like, once you know, uh, so, I, I, you know, I, that would have been more interesting. Um, there's also a bit where Amber comes up to her, the twin, after that. Not the, not Amber, Liv, sorry. Comes up to the twin um, and says... Uh, well, you're the expert. Do you know what happens to the expert in these horror movies? And she says, no. And I was yeah. like, why wouldn't she know? She's the expert. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, and I just, like, I was like, like, what she should have said was, well, this is what happens because I'm the expert. Like, and that would have completely, like, you know, been a, like a clever retort for that. But instead she goes... No, I don't know what happens, and I'm like, but you would know because you're the expert in horror films. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, what? Just... Pick them apart. What? When you're watching a film, do you always like pick? Like... Uh, to be honest, only uh, only for the only for these things. Usually, I just kind of sit and enjoy them. Yeah. But when I'm doing these, I'm way I watch way more closely, I guess. Yeah, because I. Um, the second time round, and I, I do make, a, you know, when we're doing this, I make a lot of notes and the things that I might forgive or not notice necessarily. Um, so my last thing is uh, that even though they don't reveal that the killer, the, the person behind it is Stu, which would, would have been fucking 10 out of 10 movie. Yeah. For me. That would have been perfect. They do offset that 
by having uh, Amber get double teamed by uh, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox at the end. And I did like that. Although, uh, Nev Campbell like hands her the gun like really lazily. I thought, you should have thrown it to her. Like, just a little bit of style there would have gone a long way, you know? But, um, but I did like it. Yeah, it could have been a catch. Boom. Yeah, you know, like, oh, this is for you. Have the catch the gun. But she, like, hands it to her really lazily. And I thought, no, you know, I'm a... That could have been a, a little cooler. But I have to admit, like, seeing those two together again, like the end of Scream 2, you know, double team and the killer... I thought, okay, that's that's very scream. I really like that. There is good. Like the other screams, I I think it's just <clears throat> it has got a silly moments, but I do think it's very well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bam, it didn't do anything to anger me. <laughs> no, I mean, I like like the thing is, I I really liked it, but the more I thought about the stew thing, the more I was like, oh, but I would have loved it if they brought Stu Maka back. They brought him back, but you know what? I thought this was the final instalment. I thought it was done after this, and I don't think it is. No, well, they they said I think opening weekend. Oh no, we're doing six and seven. Well, it's like a box office <laughs> smash. So yeah, why why wouldn't you? Um, yeah. But I, you know, I I say bring on as many more as long as they keep them good. I don't. I would have <clears throat> like off into like. And I like the, the gaps that they have in between them. I mean, they're not going to wait another 10 years, are they? They're going to do this one sooner. But where for, you know, three was the end, it was a trilogy. And then they waited 10 years and that, or 11 years. Then they waited 10 or, the other, or they were 11 again because of COVID. But they're not going to wait like another 11 years. And I feel like the fact that they have waited, they've come back with something really solid. But yeah. if they start knocking them out again, you may get a screen three, you know? I don't want that to happen. Well, yeah, the problem is what I don't want is going forward because I like screen... Five cream, scream five, scream two thousand twenty twenty two. But I do feel like in in a lot of ways it's more of the same. You know what I mean? Look at like, like they were. I don't have any of them. Yeah, I, but I, I find a bit of a different animal because it's like a different, like it's the same thing but a different, a completely different thing every time. But like a, a little bit like American <laughs> Horror Story, yes. Screams who done it. You just. But yeah, I think. But Scream, the Scream Five felt like more, more of, more of the the Scream stuff, and I, I guess I felt like it, it could have just been something a bit more. I think they've they've opened it up so that these new characters, the ones that are living there, like the new. <clears throat> yeah. Know, Neff Campbell. I don't know whether she'll come back. I mean, I feel like it won't be Scream without. Oh, her. I, I mean, what I think now is that we'll kill off. Courtney Cox next, and then we'll kill off Nev Campbell, and then that'll be the end of like. Can't the... kill Campbell. That'll be like killing Jamie Lee Curtis and Or in Scream Seven, Scream Scr- Seven, um, they. Yes, uh... it could be her kids. Well, I I think Nev Campbell preemptively kills off a bunch of people and reveals herself to be the killer at the end of Seven Cream, um, and. She will be back for the next one. <clears throat> Uh, I, I think they'll both. I think they'll both come back for the next one. They'll kill Courtney Cox next, and then I think, uh, I think Nev Campbell will will be the final sacrifice in the in the final part of the trilogy. But that's just a prediction. I have no idea. Uh, they might just go, Nah, I'm fucking sick of this, you know. Um, 
uh, you know, Courtney Cox might just kind of go, I'm sick of looking drastically different in between films. So I'll, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just won't come back. Um, yeah, it's they do it. I mean, I feel like now maybe they'll make this another little, sort of like a second trilogy, like five, six. Uh, but that's that's what the way I feel like it's going is that it, they yeah. they suggested right. they wanted to do a new trilogy. So, and, and I they covered it in the chat where um, I think, oh, what was the name? I can't think of her name now. Uh, Mindy was talking about the the universe of like prequels and sequels and yeah. I think they've covered the fact that you know this could open up. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. And I think a lot like uh, like my my template really is Star Wars, where they got the original characters and then they killed one off like just about every movie, didn't they? I guess. I don't know. Um. So you don't want you not watch Star Wars. Um. um so, but they, they they brought back the original three characters and then killed one off. I guess technically per movie. I mean Carrie Carrie Fisher just died while they were making the third one. So. Yeah. Um, so they t- technically kind of wrote her out, I guess. But you know, they they killed off kind of each original character as as the series went on. Solo. Yeah, what? How do you not know that? Is he dead now? Yeah, he died in the first one. Spoilers what? for uh, for Star Wars Seven: Revenge of the Awake Force Awakens. And that's Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Killed off the other man that is in Star Wars. Uh, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. Yeah. What? How do you not know this? Well, I like. I haven't seen those ones. I've seen like the original three. <clears throat> I mean, I've well, seen... so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm amazed that no one's mentioned it to you in passing before. I'm not really into Star Wars. Oh well, I can understand. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, that happened. So I'm sorry to spoil those moments for you. So... Well, okay. Yeah. you're all right you're all right then i've saved you from uh well they, they, now you know the big moments yeah uh, but yeah it pissed a lot of people off um <clears throat> so maybe they won't do that in screen maybe they'll have learned maybe. Uh, um but yeah well um i think that about covers it is there yeah. anything else you can think of to to say no, I'm just looking at my notes. Oh, for, you know, so after obviously Tatum dies in the first one, you don't yeah. know about her like she's been forgotten about. Dewey actually had her ashes on his... Um, oh, that's nice. Um, like next to a picture of him and Courtney Cox. Um, I did hear, although I didn't notice it this time around again, is, uh, you know, Claire from the fourth one? Hayden Panettiere. I don't know how to say yes, that. Uh, the cheerleader from Heroes. Yes. Um she uh she's in a background yes news report that she survived from uh the fourth one so i i didn't clock it both times i watched it but other people have shared screenshots of it i don't know where it is in the film the idea that she could come back for the next one is i'm excited about that yeah have you seen nashville no it's brilliant um it's about country music but it's somehow good um, she's in that and she's incredible. She plays a really bitchy character and she's got a great voice, but yeah, it's really good. I like her. She, I like her as an actress. I think she's yeah, good. Really. So, um, and Scream 4 is my favourite thing that she's been in. So, um, <clears throat> Heroes. I like, I mean, I liked her in Heroes, but uh, Scream 4 is my bag, you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, 
I, and I liked her character in that, so I think that'd be good to uh, to have her back for the next one. Um, and I can't remember anyone else who survived the fourth one because I, I mean, as far as I knew, she hadn't survived it. But um, so it'd be good if, uh, yeah, if they get her back for the next one. Yeah. Uh, um, well, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. No, anytime. Uh, I guess we'll get you back uh, to do something else in the future. Maybe we'll do Six Cream. Maybe. <clears throat> that comes out in 2025 or whatever that comes out um but yeah if you guys uh if you guys want to listen to these you can get them on uh anchor.fm slash myco m-y-c-h-o and these come out about once a month if you want to get these early um you can at patreon.com slash myco m-y-c-h-o and we'll release these about a month before on the patreon before they go to the podcast um so if you want to catch them early there you can um and yeah, if you want to listen, catch up on our other podcasts, we've done Scream 2, uh, Still Know What You Did Last Summer, Nightmare on Street 3, Exorcist 3, aka Legion. Um, I think that's it so far. But yeah, you can catch up on all the shows uh, at myco.co.uk, mycho.co.uk, um, or uh, on our Anchor FM. Uh, they're up there as well. So uh, yeah, you can catch up with all that stuff there. Uh, we also have interviews with uh, with Michael Cast, including Danny herself. There's an interview with Danny up there, um, and yeah, lo- like loads of cool stuff. Uh, you can go and buy a copy of Pandemonium that also stars Danny. There we go. I'm just bringing it all back to to DT now. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, thank you for joining me, Danny, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, until next time, just remember, it's only a sequel. It's only a sequel. It's only a sequel. It's only a sequel.